0: Hello and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. I'm your host Meryl van der Merwe, and today we're on episode 38 and we're going to be talking about geocaching, where technology meets nature. Well, it's summer and the weather is beautiful and we want our children to be outside experiencing all that's good in the world around us and getting into some nature, but if you have teens You may find that they could be a little resistant to that, and they want to be inside and on their phones and on the gaming consoles, etc. Well, the cool thing about geocaching is that they get to sort of game, but they get to be on a device, but they're also out in nature. I have been wanting to try geocaching for a long time and could never get my own children to do it with me, but last year I managed to convince three students who are both on my Science Olympia team and in my online and live geography classes to join me and to give it a try. Now if you're going to go geocaching, the first thing is to know what it is. You're basically going on a scavenger hunt, a treasure hunt really, a treasure hunt to find uh, some kind of little cache somewhere hidden uh, and they're hidden all over the place. The first thing you need to do is to know where you're going to go to look. You can go online and the um, official geocaching website, and I'll link to that. But the easiest is, is to grab the app and put it on your phone. Now, in the olden days, you know, sort of 5-10 years ago, the way you went geocaching was to buy a GPS, um, a handheld GPS system. Now you can just use your phone. You can also use a watch. So it is really easy and it is free. The official app is free. There are some caches that you can only know about if you upgrade. And there are more things you can get if you get the premium version of the app. But I can't ever see myself paying for the premium version. There are so many choices just on the free one that it really is a fun, free activity you can do, uh, not just in the summer, but obviously all year round. So once you get the app, you can open it up and you can find the caches near you. Or if you want to go to a specific area, you can look and see what the caches are in that area. You will see um, little green dots all over the show and you can click on them and they will tell you a little bit more about that cache and how hard it is to find. So you can first of all look at the difficulty. Once you have decided where you're going to want to to go, you have to get there. Now if it's really close, you might be able to walk. Most of the times you're going to have to drive there and you'll need to get out uh, some kind of um, GPS system to find the way because on the the uh, geocaching app it just takes you the direct route so you you like as the crow flies so that'll be the first fun thing you can get to give your kids your phone and tell them to use google maps or apple maps whatever you like to use and navigate you to the actual location and when we did it we put aside set aside a few hours and decided to see how many we could find so i also let the teens pick which one we were going to try next Once you get there and get out of your car, then you start using the app to point you in the direction. I don't know whether the handheld GPS systems are better, they probably are, but with the app on my phone, once we got about 20 feet away from the cache, we realized there wasn't much point in keeping on looking at the app. It just wasn't accurate enough and we really had to just search the area. So although you might think, oh, what's the point? It tells you where to go. No, it's not really like that. It tells you the general location and then you start to search. We struggled at first. We weren't even sure that we were doing this correctly. Um, First of all, it was with two of the girls and we'd never done it. We weren't even sure we were using the app correctly. So um, I'm gonna link to a blog post that I wrote after our experience, and in that blog post, you can find a little video that shows, teaches you how to use the app. Now we discovered we were using it correctly, but it's still, it's nice to just know what you're doing before you leave. Uh, When you get there, you can't perhaps find it easily. Go and look again on the app. Some of them have hints. There's always a description and that's a beginning place to look. Then there are often hints. Sometimes they even have a photo which shows you more the general direction. There are also occasionally comments from people who have visited. All these things are useful. And you also have an option on the app to look at people who are recently at that particular location. Now, I've just looked at one of those that we struggled to find. In fact, we didn't find it last time. And DNF, you will see sometimes when you're looking to see who's been there recently. DNF means did not find. And so one of them that I did not find with these three students last time, I looked now and I saw um, people were still saying that they hadn't found it so it might genuinely not be there anymore and that helps so that you don't stand there for three hours trying to find something that no longer exists. But um, also go and look at the size. It tells you on the details page what the size of the cache is because if you have in your mind like the first few we found were all sort of in smallish canisters and then suddenly one of them is so much smaller perhaps you might be looking for completely the wrong thing in the wrong place. Uh, you do have to sometimes think a little outside the box because the way people describe where they've placed things and the way they really are might not be the same way you would describe it. So all these things are ways your children are actually learning, thinking through how would they better have described it. Um, and of course, once you've played this a few times, your children might say, hey, can we actually place one? And that is very, very cool. You can also have a look um, on the app and it will tell you if there's parking or not there, if there's um, places to go to the bathroom nearby, all that kind of thing. So you can make choices as to where you want to go based on what you feel your needs are. And obviously, if he's not parking, it is hard. You often have to just sort of pull over on the side of the road and some people get out to try and find it. When you find the cash, you take out the log and sign it. So bring a pencil. We didn't think about that because sometimes they're pencils and sometimes the pencils don't work, and sometimes they aren't pencils. So bring one along. You sign it, then you go onto the the app and you click on log geocache. You'll see that the icon that's on the map that was green will turn into a nice yellow face to show that you found it. And you'll also see that on your profile, it now says how many you found. So I have now found six. Um, A couple of things that we would have done, we would do differently if we were to go again. And yes, I am really now feeling in the mood to try again is girls, make sure you tie up your hair. We had two girls with long hair. One did not have hers tied up. It was difficult because you literally are climbing into bushes trying to find it. People around you do look at you like, what are you doing? But we didn't really care. We're having fun. A first aid kit is not a bad idea. We managed to, one of the caches had some broken glass on it. And so we had to do a bit of first aid. Water. You're going to get thirsty. We did go in the height of summer, but still take some water. Bug spray. You tend to be wandering around buggy places, take some bug spray with you. And then swag, not all the caches, but some of them actually have swag in it. Just a little pin, some little item. And if you take anything that's in the uh, the cache, so in the little container, you expect to put something back. So um, if your children do want to do that sort of thing, I was, the teens I was with didn't care, then make sure that you're taking something that you can switch out. Now, apart from just, this is a really fun idea for if you're having a staycation, for instance, just literally a thing to do around and about the house. um, You could also use this as a way to explore places that you're going to on vacation. So if you're going on a camping vacation, you could look around. Even if you're going to a city, maybe you've done a couple of expensive museums or um, you've been to an amusement park or whatever it is you've done and the kids are looking for something to do and you don't want to spend money. Well, if you pull out your phones, you can go geocaching anywhere. Um, it, It will probably take you to places you wouldn't think of going. You will see there are geocaches literally everywhere, all over the world. Wherever you think there probably aren't any, there probably are. So it's just a really fun thing to be able to take with you in your pocket because it's on your phone um, and an activity that you can do in many different locations. It will mean that you are never bored and uh, there's always something new to find. And who doesn't love a treasure hunt? So thanks again for listening this week. And I just want to remind you to, if you're wanting some fun, um, online fun if it's a rainy day go along to our sponsor fundafundacademy.com and have a look under the teaching resources go and have a look for their digital scavenger hunts, They did sorry digital breakouts on scavenger hunts, I'm thinking hunts here The digital breakouts, there are two right now and if you listen to this in years to come hopefully there will be a lot more one of them requires you to print some things out um, Amber Room is our newest one and it is pure online. They cost $3.99 each. You could uh, divide your family up and compete so you can solve them quickest or you could play together, but they are like uh, breakout rooms, escape rooms, but in your own home and perfect for a rainy day in the summer when people want to do something fun together. all the links that I've mentioned, including a link to actually the Geocaching um, main website and the app will be on our show notes page. You can find that at homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Glad to have you with us again this week. Would love a rating and review. If you have a minute, just go onto iTunes and do that for us. And we'll see you again here next week. Same time, I have a guest coming and I was really excited when I found her and I think you will enjoy what she has to share so don't miss that thanks for tuning in to homeschooling with technology with Meryl Vandermerva. visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com homeschooling with technology is a production of the ultimate homeschool radio network